see a visitor, a new member, or a returning member that you haven't seen in a while, please welcome them into our program. Your confidentiality is important to us. However, please be mindful that this is a live stream meeting and it is open to racing for recovery members around the globe. Just on that, too, the two sides here are off-camera locations, so you won't be showing on the live stream sitting over on these sides. Your confidentiality. Uh, please refrain from getting up and leaving during the meeting in progress. Please throw away your trash in the proper receptacles. And if you're smoking, we encourage you to stop. But please do not smoke on or around our property. Are there any first-time attendees to this meeting here? And the designated reader, please read the guidelines for living a lifestyle of recovery. Hi. Guidelines for living a lifestyle of recovery. Lifestyle of recovery guidelines are intended to be utilized by recovering individuals, their families, and anyone else who is striving to avoid substance abuse and achieve sobriety. Number one, recognizing that substance abuse ruins lives. Number two, wanting to pursue positive alternatives to substance abuse, such as our education, employment, quality relationships, and health and fitness. Number three, using resources such as friends, family, teachers, and peers as a way to achieve and remain sober. Adding sports, art, or music to these resources will help us stay focused and motivated. Number four, defining balance and working toward making it a part of everyday life. Number five, building self-esteem and confidence through sobriety to combat negative feelings regarding oneself. Number six, understanding that negative behaviors of isolation and self-pity lead to self-destruction. Number seven, lifting a person up is different than allowing them to continue their destructive lifestyle. Number eight, learning how to help without supporting the addict's behavior, providing assistance to the recovering individual that will improve their lives, not further their usage. Number nine, recognizing personal challenges and integrating them into our lifestyle as challenges to triumph over. And number 10, caring for our personal, emotional, physical, and spiritual individuality is the source we use for one sense of worth. Each person is truly magnificent. Our mission at Racing for Recovery is to prevent all forms of substance abuse by promoting a lifestyle of fitness and health for all those affected by addiction. Thank you very much. All right, just a reminder of the public groups that we have here. On Tuesdays is the men's and women's support group meeting. That's 4.30. They change that to 5, right? 4 to 5. That's 4 to 5. Wednesday is the Bedford Alliance Church Support Group at 6.30 to 8.30. The van leaves over at the suites at 5.15. Thursdays is this live stream meeting, obviously, with the dinner beforehand at 5.30. Saturdays is the book study group at 5 p.m., as well as family fun night right after that from 6 to 8. And Sunday is the run-walk group at Wildwood Metro Park. The van leaves at 7.30, and the meeting runs until 9.00. Uh, we also have the Do No Harm book as well as the 100 book, which is uh, about the vegan lifestyle and then Todd's journey of doing 100 Ironman races. It's kind of like a coffee table book. Um, also, if we've helped you in any way, please feel free to do Google and Yelp reviews. And then just a comment real quick. We have kind of a full house tonight. Well, definitely a full house tonight. So if we could try not to roll the chairs too much so that just so the audio is clean for the live stream, I'd greatly appreciate it. And now we will move on to introductions. So tonight, because of the full house, we're not going to have an intro question. So I'd just like to know your name and why you're here tonight. We'll start over here. Yeah, my name is Ryan, and I'm here to take the lead in my own recovery and support the community. They call me Skip. I'm running security. <laughs> <laughs> Can't follow that. <laughs> uh, name's Michael. I'm, uh, this is part of my process and trying to become an awesome person and an awesome father. I'm Megan. I'm here to take an active role in my recovery. I'm Zach, and I'm here to uh, do the same. Just got out of treatment and try to stay sober. 
I'm Guy. I'm here to support Racing for Recovery, and I love the live stream meeting. Terrell and just going forward. I'm Ryan. I'm here to uh, continue a better life. I'm Kelly. Because this is what we do on Thursdays, and there's no place else I'd rather be. Angel, and I'm here to continue my sobriety. Tian, I'm here to learn the tools I need to go. Squirrel. I'm here yeah. to continue my sobriety. Jump up here to this table. I'm Nikki, and I'm here to work on my recovery. Uh, I'm Tristan, and I'm here to support my peers and to receive some support. I'm Danette. I'm here to continue to learn and grow from all you fine folks. I'm Larry, here to support my dear friend Heather. I'm Heather. Uh, that's Sander. I'm just here because this is inspiration to me. This is part of my life. I've been doing it four years. Why stop now? <laughs> I'm Milo. I'm here because I'm a part of this community. Uh, I'm Tori, and I'm here because this is where my friends are. Hi, I'm Amy, and and I'm amongst like-minded people and to learn something. Pickle, and I'm here because this is what we do, and I'm skipping muscle. I run logistics. <laughs> uh, here to give and receive support. This is what we do on Thursday. I'm Sean. Uh, I'm here to continue on down the road of recovery and attending the provided support meetings are detrimental to my recovery. Um, Brendan, I am here because this is what we do on, on Thursday nights. Uh, I'm Hannah. I'm here to support Brendan. Well done. Nice driving, and I'm here to show my gratitude. I'm up here to this dude. I'm Nikki. I'm here because this is home. I'm here because this is part of the journey. I'm Marty, and I'm here because I love to be here, and I want to send a shout out to my daughter Sherry, who's watching us. Yeah. Hi, my name is Austin. I'm here because I love being here. My name is Joey. I'm here to support my son, Austin. Oh. <laughs> Kid in the house. I'm not here every Thursday, but I'm here to support. I'm part of the community. I'm Kenny. Uh, I'm Skip's Muscles Muscle, and I'm here to support my Tristan. Muscles weird. Appreciate that, Kenny. I'm Katie. I'm here to give and receive support. Hi. Hi. I'm Todd. Uh, I'm here. I'm here to pick up whatever I can pick up in my journey, man. Support everybody else. I'm Tony, and I'm here to get jacked up on recovery. Woo! I'm Jason. I came to see if uh, the camera actually does that 10 pounds, and it does. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm here to support my peers and get the help I need. That was just the burger. My name's Sheila, and I'm a parent, and I'm here to get all these positive vibes and take them away from here with me throughout the week to get me through my week. You help me get me through my week. Yes. Dan, here, I'm here to witness all the recovery miracles you know, and uh, maybe hope to share and help somebody. I was trying to say this. Uh, I'm Jeff, and I am here. Um, I'm here to change. Uh, I am Heidi, and I am here to remain active in my own uh, recovery. And I, too, also have shout-out to my biggest supporter at home, Tiffany. I love you. Uh, I'm Travis. I'm here to do awesome things and awesome, awesome place. Awesome. And, And Adam invited me. <laughs> 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 
I'm Adam. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm here because I love this place. Uh, it's allowed me to live the life I live now, and uh, it's my home. Yeah. Um, I'm Amanda, and I'm here because I'm blessed enough to be able to uh, get to be here. And that's enough for now. There's no place I'd rather be. Yeah. I'm Kafias, and I'm here because I needed strength, and my mother recommended me to come stay with her and hang out with you guys. Welcome. I'm Lori. I'm here to play a role in my recovery, and I love racing. Uh, I'm here because... I enjoyed the meetings, and I wanted to come today, and it paid off. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm Nestor. I'm Kuko's dad. Bienvenido. I believe this man traveled from out of the country to come be with his son. Puerto Rico! That's real parenting. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful. And hats off to all of you every Thursday and the work you have done towards yourself, towards your life. Take the burden out of your, be humble, out of your chest and your shoulders. Just respect for all of you. And especially, of course, for Kuko, who stole my nickname, but... He's a junior! Kuko Junior! Thank you. And just so blessed to have made Adam been my friend for five years now, taught ten years now. So we see each other again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. Gracias, papi. Gracias. Hi, everybody. My name is Lamont. Um, this is where I find support and love on Thursday night. My name's Alex. I'm here to learn more about the program. Welcome. 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 I'm Brandon. I'm here for good food and good conversation. Choices and Consequences by Todd Crandall is one of the foundations of our support groups at Racing for Recovery. The lessons learned in his life and the examples he provides create a path to recovery that anyone can follow. Order now on Kindle or paperback at Amazon or racingforrecovery.org. I'm here because I choose to be here and I value my life. I'm Gwen. Uh, I'm here to be a part of my recovery. I'm Michelle. I'm here because I want to be here. I'm Tyler. Um, I'm here for community and the life I was always meant to learn. I'm Jenny and I'm here to support my best friend. I'm Lena. I'm here to be a better me. Donald, I'm here to be a sober dad. Yeah. Frank, I'm here to learn how to stay clean and sober. I'm Amber. This is what we do on Thursdays. Uh, I'm Corey. I'm here because uh, I chose to be. My name is Tyler. I'm here under the advice of my spiritual leader, Danny. I'm here to support my boys up at the table. I'm Mitch. I'm here to change my life. Uh, I'm Ronnie. I'm here to find strength and hope within myself. I'm Dan, and I'm here because it's part of my recovery. Give the introductions over here. Anybody interested? Hello. John. Hi, John. Thursday night, Adam also invited me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jasmine. I'm here to change my life. <laughs> that was <laughs> Right on. I'm Thomas. 
the evening all. Um, here to kick off the names for live and support this guy. My name is Danny. Don't want to disappoint my spiritual leader, Christopher. And I'm always uh, Tyler. I got to keep him in order over there. <laughs> out. Good job, Danny. My name is Kyle. I'm here to be of service and out of the agency uh, over myself that I found through recovery and out of gratitude for the people that loved me and showed me love when I didn't really know how to do it for myself, both here and also uh, to honor my parents, honestly. Um, sort of off topic, but, you know, I always wanted my parents to be proud of me and I kind of learned recently that it's sort of, I can't really do what they want me to do. I have to do what I want to do to a certain extent. And that's what actually like makes them proud. And I'm somewhere around like the two year mark and just getting into like a relationship of like them being proud and like me being my own individual. And it's just, uh, it keeps me going. So just felt like I'd share that kind of off the cuff. Can I have the designated reader read the answer, please? Hi, my name's Skip. And before I read the answer, I'd like to send a shout out to you guys sitting up there and say that I'm really grateful that you guys show up every week, in and out, nonstop. And uh, it's been a blessing to be with you guys at all these meetings. Thank you. This is the answer by Donald D. Carr. Running from the misery, trying to escape the pain, as I approach the light of hope that lies before me, each step overwhelms me. Every breath sears my throat. I ache, my body rebels against me, my, become my closest companion. My demons mock me as I dangle helplessly above the abyss of alcohol and drug abuse. The voices all sound the same. Criticizing, accusing, blaming me for what has happened. They don't understand. They don't care who I am. I'm a human being full of thoughts and feelings. I am worth saving. Just show me the way. At last, I reach the light of promise. There stands the answer. Open arms, understanding smiles, looks of trust. And so it begins racing for recovery. Here. Thank you, Skip. Also, thank you for running security. <clears throat> a little too awesome. So I'm just going to jump right into uh, the topic that, really a topic of discussion that I brought tonight. So pretty much I'm just going to run it back from last week. Last week, due to my mismanagement of time, we ran over quite a bit. Uh, just, you know, hearing from everyone on the topic and, and whatnot. And tonight I'd like to talk about behaviors, more or less and specifically behaviors within recovery and kind of once you get past a certain point to where maybe there's a few days in a row where you don't think about drugs or use or your old life a little bit, it's sort of like behavioral addictions. And at a certain level, behavioral addictions are still sort of chemical addictions, just with how they interact in the brain and stuff and the, the feelings that they can bring and things like that. And I think we were hitting on a lot of points last week in terms of the behaviors can seem to be defenses as well as like coping mechanisms. So we talk about, you know, substance use in the realm of trying to avoid negative feelings or maybe it stems from a trauma source, things like that. And I'm just going to kind of ramble for a while, so feel free to raise your hands at any point. Thomas will take your name down. And so there's not really going to be like a direct question. It's more of just like a comments, questions, things like that. Uh, and, you know, after, after about three months of recovery, I started to notice things that were not at all substance-related, but they reminded me of drugs. And not in the way of being on drugs, but sort of how drugs made me feel about myself. And I think a lot of behaviors for myself, I'll just speak for myself, they can be sort of distractions. And as far as distractions go, who has an idea to what the opposite of distraction would be? Feel free to shout it out. So in reality, the opposite of distraction would actually just be traction. 
it's it's common to think that it's focused, but if you're distracted and you gain traction in something, you can start to move towards like positive change. And I think as far as behaviors go, maybe approaching them in sort of a harm reduction kind of approach, uh, because, you know, say it's food or like social interaction or something like that, you're not really just going to cut that out like we did with drugs. And so maybe a harm reduction approach can be something that can help us to move towards gaining traction and positive change. I believe, Thomas, you had an idea as far as like behaviors and character and personality, how that is in relationship. Yeah, so we were uh, discussing this after the last meeting a little bit further and came to mind that it relates closely to personality and how personality is seems like this permanent thing, but really it's just a stable stringencies over the course of seven to ten years it can change so by changing behaviors and behavioral patterns and addictions for long periods of time it actually changes the mental state and then creates new habits so the power of changing behavioral addictions following substance abuse and addiction is that it can actually change who we are into a better form that long term that growth comes from staying in those positive patterns of behavior for upwards of seven to ten years. Where I start to see different, uh, say, levels of sobriety and growth in life. Thank you, Thomas. And I think with with that idea there, you know, it's a, a sort of common thing to be said that I have an addictive personality and. I think just that term, as well as what we, me and Thomas were just speaking on, has some salience in terms of, like, what if we can actually change our personality or improve it or, like, change the character of who we are? Uh, Marty? Okay. Um, I don't know about, a whole lot about the technical stuff, but uh, I know that since I've been here and following a, a strict schedule, uh, my old behaviors were run away, ignore it, and hide under a rock somewhere or run away and go use. And I've spent a lot of my life doing that. I've been in other disciplinary spots before in my life that never really seemed to help, but for some reason, uh, this place is different and uh, I follow the schedule as best I can. And instead of running away from feelings and emotions and things like that, uh, I actually sit through them now. And but I had to learn how to do that. And I had to be told how to do that, you know, by staff, you know, here, you know, I've been doing it little by little. Uh, so the behaviors of running away and, and going to use it pretty much, you know, they're done, you know, at this point. And now I'm looking at other behaviors. Uh, when I get angry, how quick I get angry. And, and uh, when I get irritated now, you know, I can, I can clearly see those things as before in my life, how I would react to them or, you know, things that we do about them. And that's all, you know, changed now. But I know I still need a whole lot of more practice in uh, checking the behaviors. Uh, and I'm in the right place for it. And I got, I got the right help. And it's, this is a, uh, it's been an awesome thing for me in my life. And, you know, just because big thing that's happened because of me changing their behaviors is uh, people are coming back in my life. You know? and that's a blessing that is, uh, it's bigger than, than I can even put words on. It's not going to happen without my help. I get the encouragement here and I get the, the tools and just all the loving support and, and a lot of really good, good advice. I'm willing to follow that today. And I made it from point A to point B and I'm looking to make it to point C. And I think we're doing a great job. Thank you, Marty. Marty. You make a good point bringing up the idea of the old behaviors too. Um, and I, so with what I said about like defense mechanisms and then coping mechanisms, I've been trying to learn about the conscious versus unconscious mind a little bit. And it's definitely, you know, a whole animal to understand, which certainly not super versed in. But in terms of kind of trying to put them into two, two different camps as far as defense mechanisms versus coping mechanisms, the, the things like old behaviors, like lying, cheating, or stealing, um, like for my own personal example, I'm working a retail job. And still there'll be like a thought of like, oh, I could just steal this Snickers bar and just eat it and nobody would be the wiser. But I would know is the problem there. And so in that old behaviors way, uh, 
as far as I can tell internally, it seems to be like a defense mechanism of some idea of like scarcity that was something to do with my childhood and yada yada to where I just want to like gain things automatically versus like a coping mechanism, which would be like binging Netflix or something like that to avoid a negative feeling. So just kind of like differentiate what I'm talking about here. All right, we've got Corey. Oh, I appreciate you talking. And this week with with that, um, kind of begins with emotion, leads to a behavior for me. Um, I've been sidetracked a lot, and the behavior is just to try to avoid everything that's going on, to try to run away from. Uh, Things that are going on that have absolutely nothing to do with me. You know what I mean, but I find myself uh, doing what's comfortable, which is removing myself and stewing in the shit, which is the behavior that I, I'm trying to get rid of. You know what I mean? Trying to not run from shit. And um, it's a work in progress, man. So I'm definitely looking forward to hear what a lot of people in here have to say that. I appreciate the topic. Right on, Cody. Thank you. Yeah, after last week, I knew that, you know, I'm just going to run it back because there seems to be a lot of uh, a lot of ground to gain here just in this realm. So, yeah. I'm Dan. I'm an alcoholic. I'm a drug addict. Um, you know, behaviors are, if we all behaved, we wouldn't be here. You know, that's, I mean, it's, it's, we're animals of habit. You know, we, we become what we live. If we live with bad behaviors, I mean, that's, you know, that's what we're going to become. That's what we become. You know, it's me. That's what I've become. I became. And, and, you know, those are characteristics that I think God gave us. We're just misusing them. We're not using our characters. We are. We're, we're, we're misguided, you know. For me, it's, you know, I had to learn how to, you know, cope with life without, you know, without, you know, Dealing with my emotions. I mean, it, to go back and relapse and all that seemed like it wasn't the event and it wasn't the trigger. It's the emotions afterwards. How we handle the emotions after that event. That's what that's what causes us problems. If we're not spiritually fit, mentally fit, we're not handling those emotions properly. It's the emotions that get us in trouble. You know, we deal immediately on our emotions. Me, I've learned to pause. I pause. I don't care what it is, good or bad. I pause because I get high. So my eyes got open. Why does matter? You know, there was no triggers for me other than waking up for a time. So for me, I've learned to, you know, prepare myself for life that's coming at me and and, and basically work with those emotions. Events are going to happen. Shit's going to happen. Triggers are going to happen. Oh, you know, and I, and, I, and I try to, you know, live a life that I know I'm going to become. You know, we're going to become what we live. It's going to, you know, we're animals of habit. If, we, if our habits are good, we're going to become good, you know. If our, animal, you know, if our habits are bad, we're going to maintain that, you know. So I start to stay strong. I mean, I got... I got I got to protect my sobriety. So I, for me, it's all emotional. You know, my emotions go run wild on some something that happens. I'm going to be in trouble. So I keep those under control. And for me, it's 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 all here now. You know, I mean, after 30 days, you're we're physically ready. You know, it took a year and a half mentally to be ready. Now it's that Todd talked to the gift when I was here. I have that gift. I feel I have that gift. You know, it's gone. You know, that, that obsession is gone. Now, if, if I'm going to have long-term sobriety, I got to have a maintenance plan. And that is the most important for me. And that is handling my emotions properly. So, that's all I got. Thank you, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Driving. Yeah. Uh, the behavior. The most beautiful thing I realized coming to Races for Recovery is that I have a choice. Uh, I didn't really understand that at first because I behaved according to like the situation or the environment that I was put in. And some of those are, you know, defense mechanisms. But when I came here, I realized I was doing it because I chose to do it. And it wasn't necessarily because where I was at in life or what happened to me. And it was, it was a lot to take in at once because then I realized I had a lot of work to do. And the best way I did that was, to manifest the person I wanted to be. And it didn't happen overnight. And I still have a lot of healing and growth to do, but 
I exhibited the qualities of a gentleman that I wanted to be like, and I followed examples and other people and looked up to role models and got their qualities and took them as my own. I didn't wait to get healed to be feel healed. I am healed. I don't do drugs anymore. I'm not a drug addict. I've done drugs and I was addicted to them at one point in time. But like Todd said, that stopped the day I stopped using. Check that off the box. That's done. Now it's let me learn about myself and my behaviors and what I do as a person and why and make them the best that I can be. Do you mind if I ask you a follow-up question? Please. Besides substance abuse, what else do you have a choice in? Besides substance abuse, I have a choice coming to this. I have a choice in everything. I, I honestly believe that. <clears throat> yeah. I, I suck in that, too, because I can distinctly remember the moment when I sat there reflecting in, like, mental agony sort of and then came to realize that with depression i had a choice and that was the first time that i saw anything outside of um maybe that's not the right way to say it. that's the first time i applied the idea of i have a choice in it to anything outside of substance abuse and when i kind of you know looked at the flow of it all and the constructed sort of just how my mind works like the, the lay of the land with depression and you know, if I'm going to act as the a person who has the depression and and sort of live that out, then I'm choosing to do that in a way. Or I could choose to just start to make baby steps in the other direction. And uh, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. That's perfect. All right, Heidi, you're up. Okay. Okay. Um, my take on behavior is like um, I kind of coincide with a lot of what everybody said. Um, I know my old behaviors were um, just what I knew, what I, what I grew up knowing, and that, that was just like an action. Um, compared to like now, um, my those were all bad, unhealthy behaviors that I had before. Um, and they were just what I was used to. It was a normal routine. Um, now I have to say that my mindset has changed 100%. Um, I think different, I act different, I eat different, my spirituality, um, with all of those things, my character defects that I had have diminished and I've replaced them. It's not that they're completely gone, they're just replaced. They're replaced with healthy ones and good thoughts and positive things that I can do for myself and for others. Um, and I wouldn't have been able to do that without consistency. Like these are things that I have to continue to do above and beyond here. Um, but I have to remember that like, you know, there are days if, if I don't continue to do that and I don't continue to think in those ways, um, I'm going to fall short. And by me being so consistent, it comes naturally now. Now I don't sit there and tear myself into pieces. I mean, in life, I've gone through a couple of different traumatic things. I'm going through one today. Um, but I always try to turn it into a positive and um, I wouldn't have been able to do that. Six months ago, I would have gone right back to my old nasty habits. Probably would have gone and used, or maybe not even used, would have worked myself to the bone or whatever it may be. Um, so yeah, for me, it, like um, I think he said, um, it's combining all of those together, but you have to have all of them. You have to have sound mind. You have to have sound health. You have to, your spirituality has to be there for most. For me, it does. Um, and if those things don't all in line with one another, um, it's really, really easy to get off track and it's really easy to fall into those old behaviors. But having the new behaviors is so much more rewarding and easier to stay consistent with. I like that a lot. And the, the word that jumped out to me that you said was mindset. How would you define mindset just as a term? Oh, my mindset. Um, the way that we talk to ourselves, um, the way that we look upon others, um, I guess the way that we would judge, being judged or not being judgmental to ourselves and to others. To me, that's mindset. So, um, yeah, when I when I think I'm a piece of crap and I'm a loser and I'm up to no good, that's a horrible mindset. Now, I think I'm beautiful. I'm working hard. I'm capable. That is mindset to me. Towards yourself and others. Wonderful. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, a lot of the time I like to 
you know, if there's like a sort of pop culture understanding of a word like self-care or lifestyle, things like that, you know, for lifestyle, once I took it and I like to take words apart and then just flip them basically. So for lifestyle, I just look at that as the style of how I live my life. And just now I did it with mindset in terms of like, it's how you set up your mind or how your mind is actually set. And the ways that you were talking about, like intentionally setting your mind a certain way, that seems to be on par with what you were talking about in terms of like behaviorals and how that relates with character and personality and stuff. So I'm learning. Thank you. Okay. Um, my behavior is a result of my thought process. And when I got here, my thought process was very narrow-minded. And I really had to learn perception and learn that there's different perceptions to things. And once I accepted that and applied that, it makes it to where I have a thought process and I think through before I respond to something. Therefore, my actions are different. Therefore, my behavior is different. But in order to get gotten to that point, I had to be able to understand the reasons why I thought the negative ways and the positive ways that I did and take the positives and carry them over to what I am now and what I'm turning into and take those negatives and not discard them so much, but understand them and understand where they came from and how I became narrow-minded or critical of myself. And when I did that, it gave me a better understanding of who I am. And now that I have that awareness, it's not always a good thing. There's, there's bad, but it's, I'm learning from the bad also, I guess is what I'm saying. And as long as I'm self-aware and now I've tied in that self-compassion, I didn't buy into that self-compassion at first. I fought against it for some reason. And that self-compassion now has become critical to me being successful. And I want to touch on something that Draven said uh, about uh, your your wording is a little bit different than mine. I'm really big into visualization and uh, that not, not so much somebody mentoring me, but visualizing the person that I'm becoming and I'm going to become. And... Um, Chris taught me to look at that person that has all those attributes that I want to have and before I respond to something think how she would respond and carry that over and now that I apply that it seems like a long lengthy process but through repetition and practice it comes naturally now I just don't respond how I immediately would have responded I kind of just go automatically to the ooh that person that I want to become how would she respond to that therefore that's how I should probably respond to that if that's who I want to strive to be that's it excellent topic Kyle um with behavior uh, first of all I was okay I don't know where to start but uh, like okay for instance today going on uh, maybe along the side along the same line you were Kyle uh, like the other day well, my other roommate uh, he left uh like a false hundred dollar bill on the floor <laughs> and I didn't even notice it was a hundred dollar bill like a fake one so my other roommate told me like or he did I don't remember but he told me like hey pick it up <coughs> earlier I had passed through it and I saw it I was like you know that's not mine so I'm not picking that up and in the past I wouldn't have thought twice you know to pick that up um it's things like that. Like today, I was uh, 
uh, talking with Todd in our meeting, and he we were talking about music, and he was uh, he asked me what music like because. I was uh, explaining to him, like, with recovery, how my music taste has changed in ways. And he asked me what music reminds me of usage or what music did I have when I used. And if I could listen to it, could listen to it now. And for a, a period, I could not. But right now, uh, a lot of the music that I used to listen to while using, I myself changed the reactive behavior I have towards that music. Like, for example, uh, let's say a Travis song, Travis Scott song is something that I would usually hear in that mood. Right now, if I got, I, okay, I, it was a very long period of time which I, for, which, for which I could not hear that music because it would, you know, uh, trans yeah. place. Yeah. But I'm changing that uh, reaction and yeah. emotion attached to the song. For example, he asked, uh, I, I told him uh, with the Travis Scott song, there's one song that I would listen to and would remind me to that. <laughs> right now, if I, for some instance, listen to a song which I, which I enjoy, I would take that emotion or, or memory that it will bring me and turn it into something positive. Like, uh, <coughs> the other day, I didn't really want to go to the gym. And I just put on a song that reminded me of when I was really fucked up and used that horrible emotion that it made me feel to fire myself up to, you know, go to the gym because I don't want to be where I was. You know what I'm saying? Um... And yeah, those are like wonders of recovery. You could say things that really I couldn't have humanely done if when I was, you know, in usage. Like I couldn't said all the things I positive things I wanted to say to myself to get myself to actually do something, but I, I wouldn't. Like you know, just sitting there procrastinating and feeling sorry for myself, and it's a behavior that. I have noticed that I've changed. I really, uh, and really, I have not, like, I don't notice too much when I, like, when I change my behavior, it's got to be something real drastic for me, myself, to, like, say, hey, I'm not doing this anymore, or, or, or like, the gym, me being very consistent with the gym, like, be, before my usage, I was always an athlete, so uh, gym and exercise was a big part of my life, but in usage, I would go two times and then not see it again for months. Right now, me having some some days the emotion or the zero uh, uh, zero hunger to go to the gym. I don't know. Zero motivation. I'm still going. That's how behavior, you know, speaks. Uh, whatever. So um, yeah, that's awesome. And uh, an uh, awesome thing about behavior. That one thing is when you notice it, and one thing is when unexpectedly someone tells you that, that you've changed your behavior. And that's fucking awesome. Like, when my mother came, I remember over here told me, she, she said to me, you know, uh, you've changed. And somebody else, I don't remember who it was, ah, Sly. He told me, you know, you the way you talk, you're talking, you've changed it, and this and that, and that's something that you know, you if you're maintaining and actually working on your recovery, it's miracles that happen. Not miracles, but you know what I'm saying. It's things that couldn't have possibly passed before. So yeah. You mind if I ask you a follow-up question? Of course, man. You remember before your mother was coming to visit, and you were thinking about in the tense of my mom won't let me go back to Puerto Rico yet. Yep. And I propose to you maybe look at it in the way you won't let yourself go back to Puerto Rico yet. Did you apply that at all? And did you find that maybe your mom respected you more for approaching it in that kind of way? Or do you think that contributed to that? A hundred percent. 
I don't remember who I talked it with, but after you told me that, my whole perspective, like since I arrived here, I've always been really grateful of this place and been in love with this place because really there's no place like this. Um, but it was always that mentality, like, okay, at least I'm in a good place, but man, I want to go back, you know? And since you, since you told me that, it really got me to think like, you know, it really made things a lot easier once I changed that mentality to that too. Okay, I'm not going to Puerto Rico because it's my decision. You know, I want to work on myself. I want to do the work and this and that. And uh, my mother part, something that came out of her and I didn't even like, I, I found out by other people is that she was so surprised that I didn't mention going back when she was here. Like, the past me would have been so, you know, persistent on the, the moment I saw her, like, hey, take me back with you. Let me sneak in the suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, I did it, man. Um, and, yeah, 100%, that, that changed my mentality and, in a way, changed... I don't know, it changed everything, you know, changed everything. Changed my perspective, my inner peace, my, my, I really haven't had much anxiety since I've been here, besides the day I lost my chapstick, Amanda knows about that. But, really, you know, in, in terms of, like I've said before, I don't talk a lot with my friends from Puerto Rico by phone or nothing because it made me, like, depressed or something. So it really helped in that thing, not thinking about Puerto Rico, not, you know, having that intense urge. Because it's not, but it's easier now, a lot more easier. And I can truly appreciate this place more than I already was. You get, really get everything out of it. Thank you, Coco. Thanks for allowing me to question you. I think a lot of what you said has a lot to do with agency. That's something I was alluding to at the start. Um, and I'd like to have, ask everyone a follow-up question, but in the interest of time, I cannot. Uh, so we have about 13 minutes and seven people on the list still, and we're going to get through everyone. So we will proceed. Uh, you're up. Me? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm glad this topic came up um, because I've spoke with uh, like my family, uh, my brother and siblings before about this place. The main thing that I really, really respect and appreciate about this place is it's not so focused on the drug use because um, that's the part. Really, it's more focused on our behaviors, our our reactions to things, um, our choices to make right or wrong decisions. Um, and, and since I've been here, I've only been here almost a month, but uh, this time around I've been here, I actually have been trying to change certain things, um, like working on my temper. I kind of had an outburst today. I had to apologize for, but you know, it happens. I'm still working on it. Um, trying to, you know, the old behaviors. Like, I understand. Like, if you don't change everything about yourself, you're going to go right back to the same shit you was doing before. Um, even down to the way you talk. So I, I, I've been even trying to change. How much it costs. I mean, I probably ain't got that all the way down yet, neither, but you know, hey, working on that too still. But I, I, I understand now, like, what <clears throat> process is, is, is what they're trying to do, you know what I'm saying? And now, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's really, it's just working. It's just, it's, it's work in progress, but it's working. That's right. Thank you, Todd. You make a good point, too, about the focus of this place and something to just reflect on is how often both the staff or clients ask you what your drug of choice is. I would hazard a guess that it's rarely, if ever. Never. Yeah, correct. Never. Not once. 
Nick, do you have a security update for us? Absolutely. Uh, so I like this topic too. Uh, the old "don't have to live like that anymore." <laughs> My favorite sayings. I think I used to joke with it um, until it really set in. Um, about my old habits and actions. Um, you know, that's a tough thing to change um, because there's some wonderful parts about me and there's some really bad pieces of me that I don't want to unveil uh, anymore. I want to change them. So I think it's finding those underlying attributes that I want to shine and peel away at the bad, kind of like an onion, just kind of get rid of those bad habits and uh, turn them into wonderful things. Also, um, I think it takes like repetition and a lot of practice to get at that. Um, there are going to be very tough times. We are, I'm sorry. There is going to be very tough times. I am going to be tested. Um, but I feel like this is not a easy path that I chose. This is not an easy road. If, if getting sober and changing your life around were easy, places, wonderful places like this wouldn't exist, right? Everybody would be like, cool, I'm done, and just carry on. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm trying every day to implement better habits that will make me more successful and all around a better human because that's what it's all about in the end. Um, feel like doing things that I've never done before because what I was doing before didn't work. I feel like Donald Trump when I talk like this. So, um, it, it's like, this is a very scary thing because I am literally one bad choice away from watching all the beautiful stuff that I've been able to gather and build crumble in front of me. So I think it's that maintenance, know that you're going to be tested and by setting intentions every day, hopefully. And, and again, like Todd said, we're going to have bad days. Trust that. I know I'm going to. Thank you, Skip. Yeah, I, I love this because I was thinking about this the whole time from last week and um, I just... I think that for me, my behaviors were to avoid a lot of times uh, pain and, you know, just to avoid the hardships. And I think it's, it's interesting to think that you're going to be able to avoid that, pain, but embrace joy. Like how's that going to happen? Um, and so I think for me, um, it's embracing the pain and making it work for you. Um, I think it's just, it, it's changed my life in, in those terms of, you know, like expecting pain, but also using pain that like in growing processes and the training runs and all of those things, like the more that you experience that, the more you're going to equip your mind, your body, everything to keep enduring, you know, whether it be physical, emotional pain to where it's not that pain that you felt that was so overwhelming is now nothing. And so I think that's a big part of where I think I've grown to being consistent. If my son has a seizure, I'm still going to get up and do a marathon on the day I set to do that. And then do another, you know, 24. If I have it set to do those things, I'm going to have the fortitude, whether the feeling is there, which it wasn't, <laughs> um, you know, and so that's, I'm going to get up when I'm tired. I'm going to get up when I, I don't feel it. I'm going to work. I'm going to do everything that I do consistently because I know, like, could I not do it? Yeah. But I know that I want to, I want to do that for myself. I know I'm going to be out there in that race. thanking myself. I know when my son has a hardship or anything that I'm going to be able to handle all of these things so much better. And I think for me, it's really like, you know, I was so negative before, but now it's like being able to be around people who are open-minded, who have depth and you crave that and want that. 
And I think it's very important to understand that and having people here who, you know, model that behavior as well, just, you know, carrying a plate in here for us or, you know, just being able to, I think, like, you know, Tyler getting on the treadmill next to me to run miles and pick up my spirits and so those are things that you know if you have that surrounding you that positivity that fortitude I think it just in turn makes you a better person when you see that surrounding you and that's why I'm so grateful for this place and you know really that's all I got to say though thank you so you're up we're talking about behaviors right I um, I know exactly when my behaviors really started, and that was I was 13 years of age. Um, that's where my uh, father told me that I was going to amount to nothing, that I was stupid because he could not do the math paper that I asked him to give me help with. And from that very first trauma, okay. I got angry because of it. I was annoyed from everything because of because of the um, love that I had for my father. Okay, so I didn't I didn't want to do anything in school or anything because this he told me that I was going to be. And after that, I can look back and all of the other traumas that was brought to my life after that. I placed upon myself by going out into the streets, uh, running away from a, a positive love that was at home, you know, because everyone else, just because he said what he said, everyone else had nothing to do with it. And I ran away from my sisters. I ran away from my brothers. I ran away from my mother. And I ran outside to a negative love of the streets. And by me lashing on to this negative love of the streets, I picked up a lot of negativity along the way. And I, I learned how to do a lot of negative stuff that, that and in my heart, I knew that was wrong. But I did it to fit in because this is who I was hanging out with was the streets. So when I decided to not hang out in the streets anymore, I had to relearn my behaviors. And it was hard. It was hard. It was uncomfortable because all of the negative things that I deemed to be true and I deemed to be okay to do, I still wanted to do inside. You understand? Because it was easy. All of the things that, that, that I was supposed to do, positive things, okay, was not easy because I wasn't used to it. So I had to sit back, be still, put the cotton in my mouth, you know, uh, uh, and learn to listen. Before, before I took the cotton out of my ears, I did not learn anything because everything that somebody told me that was positive, it, it tasted like crap in my mouth. It tasted foul. So I ran from it. You understand? Until I started to want it to be that person. Okay? Until I started to want to be that positive person, wanted to be that role model. Okay? That's when things started to change. And when things started to change, I seen the change that was in me, and I liked it. So it, 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 it took from the age of 41 till now for me to get positive, as, as positive as I am today. It don't, it don't come overnight, you know. And just like I was just talking about in group earlier today, I, I read a thing that freedom it was not free. <clears throat> They had to go to war for our freedom, you know, and and, and, and and on a daily basis, I have to go to war in my in my mind to stay positive, you know, so it's not free. Yeah, it has to be worked for. Hi, um, I'm Amy. I just love this place so much. Um, you know, I was thinking about my old behaviors and my emotions that were associated with them, you know anger or hurt, my behavior was to lash out or get defensive. Uh, if I was lonely or misunderstood, I would, I would isolate. Um, if I was fearful or frustrated, I'd run away. And all three of those behaviors definitely led to me using. Um, 
And this place has provided me an opportunity um, to never be alone, uh, to always be a part of this community and, 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 and provide access service and get positive feedback from others, education, and um, a place where I can make choices. Um, and this place will always show up for me. I know this as long as I and walk through my journey with me, as long as I show up for myself. And that's what I love about it. Thanks. Thanks, Thank you, Amy. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, you want to take some? Uh, yeah. Um, when it comes to identifying emotions about change, how about that? I understand I don't go here, but I feel like I need to get some stuff off my chest because I'm also trying to grow as an individual. Um, it started out as a very young age for me, as I'm probably the youngest person here, and I still... You know what I mean? I'm still working on things. But I think it's, it, I really started acting out when I was around 15 years old. And I, 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 there was a bunch of anger and obsessiveness, the traits that, that really hurt me in a lot of ways and really made me hit rock bottom. And those are, that's a really bad combination, anger and obsessiveness, especially when you can't control it. And it's a really weird thing because I know I'd rather be here, but I'm not comfortable being here. I'm comfortable being there, but being there sucks. You know what I mean? And I'm just now starting to really change and uh, I'm just now starting to work on things, you know what I mean? Like, I, I still get really angry for no reason when silly things happen. Like, I'll drop something out of my hands and just want to scream and cry sometimes. Or sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night and shake and can't help it because I just have a bunch of anger for some reason. And I, I, I uh, that's, that'd be my first thing. That'd, that'd be like a, where's that piece of paper? I didn't tell him what to say. Well, she didn't tell me. <laughs> Behaviors that we have changed or are trying to change that are being obstructive to us. And that's uh, my angry behavior, my self-centered behavior, um, being obsessive over things that you shouldn't be. And I feel like those are a lot of things that really really fucked me over and I'm trying my hardest every single day to overcome and um I felt like I needed this right here I needed to be uncomfortable um I needed to be here because I didn't want to be you know what I mean and I I don't, I don't know I guess I kind of just wanted to tell you guys because I feel like I don't ever get to talk to anybody and I kind of wanted you guys to know that I'm trying, <laughs> and I'm going to try and be there. That was a really good script, Amanda. <laughs> I was going to try to share something with you real briefly, but you said it yourself that you're here because you don't want to be. That's, yeah. I was going to be all along, blah, 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 and you, that's right on the head. Stay because you want to leave. So that's wonderful. And then just on a closing comment, I just want to share a real quick idea to where I've been reading about the conscious and unconscious and all that, yada, yada. Kind of picture it like an iceberg where the part you can see is your conscious mind and your unconscious is the bottom of the iceberg, the other 90% below. And sometimes behaviors in defense mechanisms or coping mechanisms can come from that bottom part, kind of like a tendril coming up or maybe like a fish flying out of the water hitting you in the face. And you're like, oh, I got a blah, blah. So, um, and it was something Danette had said in terms of seeing where that came from. And you got to kind of trace it back. Like, oh, this is just a, a flying fish hitting me in the face. And it's not actually who I want to be. And then kind of redirecting stuff. So just thought I'd share that tidbit. And on that note, can I have the designated reader read the autobiography, please? Sure can. Autobiography in five short chapters. Chapter one, I walked down the street 
There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I'm, I'm lost. I'm hopeless. It isn't my fault. It takes forever to find a way out. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I am in the same place, but it isn't my fault. It takes a long time to get out. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it is there. I still fall in. It's a habit. My eyes are open. I know where I am. It is my fault. I get out immediately. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. I walk down another street. Our new book, Do No Harm, is resonating with people who connect the importance of nutrition to sobriety, enhancing our mind, body, and spirit, and consistently making a choice to not self-harm or use drugs or alcohol. Get your copy today on Amazon or RacingForRecovery.org.